It's a really fun PC game. I feel like I've heard of it. I've I think I've shown it to you because I like it so much. What's the concept? It's not is it a It's a maze and you have to collect all the crystals. Did they make a movie or a book or no. I don't know. No. Okay. But I'm I'm conflating it with something else, but I'm I don't doubt that you've showed it to me. I just mean that I'm adding it into something yeah. else. It's into that movie series. What's the movie series with the maze? It's like for it's like for teens. You want Maze Runner? Yeah, Maze Runner. Oh, that's yeah. different. Yeah. That that was a book, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those movies weren't terrible. Like when they came I only out. I watched the first one. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I guess that's what I mean. When the first one came out, we were younger and I watched it and I was like, eh, okay. Yeah. Not bad, but not great. Yeah. Yeah. Young adult stuff is like, there's a, you know, there's a purpose. But once you outgrow it, it's not something you really want to revisit. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to read the Hunger Games again. I don't think I read anything other than the first one. And even then, we were a little older when that came out. But I did read the first one. I read all of them. They were really depressing. The, yeah, that's how I felt about the first one. I was like, this made me sad. Oh, I don't really want to read another one. <laughs> and, like, you kind of get it. Like, Yes. I, I get it. Yeah. It's it's bad versus good. Like, mm-hmm. And there's some deeper stuff in there but not nothing that i couldn't glean from more complicated reading that i was then ready for mm-hmm. you know yeah in fiction or non-fiction you know, you know what i miss what's that i miss when i was a kid and i would go to staples with my mom and she would let me pick out a pc game and i i never had just be that overjoyed because they had like this whole aisle and it was just games and it was like which one do i pick i had similar experiences but no- nothing quite like that I, should, I shouldn't say even similar. Maybe just adjacent. Mm-hmm. I just remember it had but, a very specific smell. And oh, all the games, now see, if the that's new what ones you mean. smelled. If that's what you mean, more like the visceral experience yeah. of that, then I, I know exactly how, what you like, mean. And how the paper felt. Yes, and like, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, isn't it weird how like memories back then, they were so much more physical yeah. than they are now. Yeah. I mean, not just physical, like, but just more, it incorporated more than one sense. Now everything is just sight almost. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I remember the sounds and the smells and the feels. Yeah. I think about everything like that. Like it, even just like old going to family video, the smell of the game, yes. the, the, the carpet yes. in there. And then like when you get home and then you open the case, there is a sm- like a smell. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Maybe when you're younger, you just have more senses. Like you're just more uh, attuned maybe. to that. I don't know. I think you're just more like absorbent. Yeah. Or ma- yeah. Maybe just more likely to remember that. Yeah. Like you still experience it now, but you don't, it doesn't. Yeah. Become part of that memory. You just get more excited. But even just like the park or like, like uh, the other day when I woke up really early and I was doing DoorDash, I knew right off the bat, like today's going to be a warmer day. It was still super cold out in the morning, Mm -hmm. but there was this smell in the air because I I opened the window a little bit because it's impossible in cars to get like that good balance. So I found that two or three on the heat notch here Mm -hmm. because like it has the levels or whatever if i'm at level two or level three on the feet yeah with the door window cracked you know an inch (laughs) or two it's a really good (laughs) level oh my god adam i have been outside today (laughs) it's fine it's fine no no, yeah it's fine um we've all been there but um especially people who work from home (laughs) which you do now but um there's this like uh 
there was this like feel and smell in mm-hmm. the air. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to be a warmer day today. And it was, it was yesterday, right? Wasn't it that I got up super early? I think, yeah. Or it yeah. was two days ago. Yeah. Whatever it was. Um, yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. And I was just like, oh yes. It just like smelled like almost like that spring day. I was like, I know mm-hmm. we're not there yet, but like it almost felt like that. Yeah. And I was totally right. It was a warmer day and the sun was up and. And it got cloudy a little bit, but then the sun came back out. But yeah, it's just like this weird, you get those feels of, of different smells or t- not, not it tastes too, but those are in like a different but that's thing. Like, like you said, it's touch and smell that really. Cause that's like what you were for. That's like what you were for. That's like what you, I mean, in part, that's like what you relied on. You mean those senses? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like instinctually as an animal, it's like. To me, that's like very much you're getting in touch with some part of that. Like when you go outside and you smell and you're oh. like, it's going to rain. That's like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's this like balance that I have about those kind of things where mm-hmm. I'm like some of that. I'm like, oh, you're on the verge of hocus pocus nonsense. But I do think there is part of it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mean you. I mean the greater you there Yeah. On, on different experiences or things that you hear. Yeah. But there is part of it where I'm like. It wouldn't surprise me, and it does make sense if mm-hmm. us as humans do have a combination of senses that kind of gives us an insight or a feeling that, mm-hmm. hey, it, I think it's going to rain, or it's going to be a warmer day out. Yeah. Like, like why wouldn't we in, in evolve that greater sense? Yeah. Yeah. And you know animals do. Like, there's oh, all this stuff know. about dogs that, like, can will go and sit next to people who are going to die of cancer or some shit, you know, or, or have an or illness. Like when an earthquake's going to yeah, happen. Or earthquake, that's exactly what I was going to say. An earthquake. Yeah. You read my mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if we do have some weird ability there, but then sometimes you hear stuff that goes too far and you're like, not that, not well, that. I just think you can put more like effort into it and like cancel out the things that might be blocking that. And I think a lot of people just, Wait, hold on. What do you mean? Put more effort into what and cancel into out things that senses. might be blocking what? Into those, like, relying more on those senses versus just, like, bombarding yourself with other stimuli that might distract you sure. or, Sure, like, okay, okay, yeah. Overwhelm yeah. you. Yeah, no, like, um, just to give an example of what I think you might be talking about here, unless you have an example, because I think I get what you're saying, but that is pretty vague. Well, you <laughs> give me your Okay, example, yeah, yeah, then. just in case. So, like, um... Dr. Joel Furman, um, he's a medical doctor, but he wrote, a, he is, does a lot with nutrition mm-hmm. and I don't know how much this stuff. Cause like, look, I read his book eat to live and mm-hmm. I haven't like checked up on other stuff and mm-hmm. I'm going to include some of this in the podcast. So people will hear this, um, which is why I wanted to caveat <laughs> that I'm like not saying that he's exactly right and yeah, perfect. I'm yeah. just saying that it was convincing to me and he is a real doctor. Like I, I did look into it that much and like, he's a legit guy, but, um, and like what he says sounds reasonable. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, okay, no, he's a legit doctor, but what he's saying sounds counter to everything that I've ever learned. So, mm. whereas mm-hmm. this guy is like, um, eat real food, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like McDonald's and candy bars are killing you. Yeah. Like eat carrots yeah. and strawberries and rice and yeah. grains and, yeah things like that that yeah and meats and like although he does say like mostly vegetarian vegan Mm -hmm. diet is good for you yeah um although i think it part maybe not part of that book but something that i've seen him say is that 
and and I know I've seen this other places as well, is that white people are uniquely able to digest dairy, which is just funny. Um, not not all white people, but like there's like a very Anglo-Saxon yeah yeah uh, history of those people being able to digest dairy, whereas other people can't. Where it's like yeah side tangent here just a little bit where it's like even just like serving milk at schools is somewhat institutionally racist not and like like i'm not saying that you know what i'm saying though just like it doesn't consider the full scope of humanity yeah because like so many people can't process dairy right although other kids can like it's something that you grow out of Mm -hmm. other than that anglo-saxon whatever and again that's just what scientists have found and i don't know exactly how much it makes sense because you don't really need it i mean i don't I don't know this, but I would assume that you don't need it as much when you're older. Exactly. Yeah. You just don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need the things that those, that the milk and dairy give you as much. I can't drink milk. And you can get it from other things. The things that it does give you, you can get from other things. Yeah. The things that you still need that it does give you. Yeah. But anyway, going back to what, how that connects to what you were saying is part of what he says in, in that book, Eat to Live, is that if you start eating like just real foods, whole mm-hmm. foods, basically, yeah. um, your body will start to just tell you and you will understand w- when you are hungry and when you are not. Yeah. And like what you are craving, like yes, your body will, much. you'll be like, I'm hungry and I want cherries. Yeah. And then you will eat some cherries and you, you'll be like, I am now done eating <laughs> cherries. Like it's, yeah. not, it's not that conscious, but it is kind of like, yeah. you're just like, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, where I do think, yeah, it's kind of the same where you're like all these senses that I'm feeling together combined tell me that yeah, this thing is, you know, in, in the, in nature is going to mm-hmm. happen. Not like I'm about to get in a car accident. Like no. not that, you know, no, that's, that's where people I take mean. it too far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you were, I'm just saying some people do, yeah. but no, where you're just like, I think it's going to rain today. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of shrug it off and you're like, oh, yeah, I was right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, maybe there's something there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Is that kind of what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's play the intro and then we'll get into it. Back home again in Indiana And it seems that I can see The gleaming candlelight Still shining bright through the sycamores for me. The new mown hay sends all its fragrance through the fields I used to roam. And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash, then I long for my Indiana home. Who's your daddy? Hello and welcome to the jungle. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my co-host Jenna. And this is Who's Your Daddy, a podcast where we talk about all things Indiana, the Midwest in general, and everything in between. Jenna, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So is this our first episode in the new year? It is our first episode <laughs> in the new year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, speaking of... We're busy. So like usually, like it, it, no one knows this, but in, yeah, we are busy and... Um, other things too. Um, in my like notes here, mm-hmm. like I have a template that I use yeah. um, to prepare these things. And you know, I'd never done this before, so it's just what I have. But the first thing that I always have is checking in where we just kind of talk yeah, yeah. about what we're feeling and how things are going. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time I wrote checking in slash honesty time because I wanted to be honest about a few things. And First things first, I wanted to be honest about the big news that I kind of teased on Twitter a while back about you, Jenna. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and what is that? I'll let you explain. Yeah. So I got a new job. <laughs> yeah. And it's really exciting. And I will have a lot more like flexibility and I get to work from home and I won't be so, you know, drained and unhappy, hopefully, as I was being in an office. So Yeah. Yeah. So you're working from home, which is like yeah. the coolest thing. Yeah. And you're work. Yeah. So obviously I was going to say you're working from home. So you're working remotely, obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is a company that... Um, we is, don't have to get into it, No, I just mean, is it similar to what you were doing before? No. No? No. A little bit, but content-wise and task-wise, uh, there's some big differences. Some big differences. Like, okay. I would say... Like I said, I don't want, we don't need to get too into it, but no, I just mean... I would just say that, like, okay, so my old job, 20% of what I did is, like, 70% of what I'm doing now. And is that the stuff that you're more interested in? Um... It's just new. It's, it's just new. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But the big parts are you get to work from home. Yes. Which is great. Mm-hmm. You're working part time, mm-hmm. but almost a full time. It's yeah. It's like th- over 30 hours a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Along with. Um, it's barely part. I mean. Everything yeah. else you're doing. So. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. That's like the big news that we were celebrating a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Because like. Because I've been looking for a job yeah. for like almost a full year. Yeah. And I do not like working in an office. So. Do you want to talk real quick? about some of the parts of your old job that were just so crazy um if you want to vent a little bit if not that's fine i'll just say that i felt like there was a lot of stuff with covid that wasn't taken seriously and i meant specifically about covid because it just seemed like they weren't doing anything and like i already wanted out and then when covid hit it like really made it clear that i like needed to get out yeah and like just to add some context and jenna if I need to, we can edit this out. But um, I worked there too. In a different, in, yes. in a completely different, I'll just say they had a warehouse. Yeah. Um, they shipped things. Yeah. Along with obviously the office part mm-hmm. where you worked. And I needed a part time job when mm-hmm. I was in grad school. Yeah. Other honesty time. I'm no longer in grad school. I dropped out. Um, I'm still in grad school though. <laughs> you are. Yeah. But I <laughs> yes. dropped out. Yeah. Um, and they fired me because I didn't come back, even though they said you can take as long as you want during the pandemic. Yeah, but they didn't put it in writing, so. Yeah, but it was like a month. It was like nothing. I know. It wasn't even a month. It was like two and a half weeks. I know. Yeah, so uh, there, we have some criticisms. And that and was maybe in the future we'll time. expand on those criticisms, but well, not, not right now. When you didn't want to go in, that was a time when well, somebody who worked there reported them to OSHA because they were not taking COVID seriously. Well, that, that, and that's why I didn't want to go in. It's Literally like the first month, they, they I mean, let it was me nothing. work from home, but they were not treating you guys equally. Yeah, yeah on the warehouse. And, which is no. why, and I kind of knew that from what you were saying. Yeah. and Because you had people who were like, mm, they're not really <laughs> yeah. doing anything. Um, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that's the other part is that I dropped out of grad school. I was in grad school to be a teacher, as you guys know. And look, I, I would still kind of love to be a teacher, but I had a few different things that led to that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, one was this coronavirus, just seeing like how little teachers were cared about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I already knew that I was like taking a huge pay cut and mm-hmm. I was fine with that because I was like, I'm already fucked anyway. So who cares if I take a pay cut? You know, like I'm never going to have a lot of money in my life anyway, unless something drastically changes like in society or I win the lottery or something. Mm-hmm. So I was fine with the pay cut, but um, I was blown away with how 
even little the school that I was in cared about COVID and, and then along with the state, obviously, yeah, and, and local and everything. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there's a right answer and, and things were ever going to be perfect. They weren't. But it was just like yeah. not really. And, and I was probably in one of the better schools mm-hmm. that dealt with it. And it still felt like this is insane. Why are we here and, and doing things the way that we are? Yeah. yeah. And even then, I still think that they were one of the better ones. Yeah. And and even then, I still thought those things. And then you add in the pay. And then also, um, I know this is uh, a little weird, but there's a guy that um, who, who worked at the school that I was at mm-hmm. um, who kind of convinced me to be he was kind of he kind of convinced me and I don't think that he knew it was me I'm not going to get into it but mm-hmm. he kind of convinced me even without knowing that it was me that he was talking to yeah put that together if you want it might have been on a social media site that like it's not worth it yeah like Indiana is going to treat you like shit if you want to be a teacher and if you want to change the system you don't have to be part of the system to do that mm-hmm. and that's what and you know that 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 struck a chord with me yeah because that was part not it's not the reason I wanted to be a teacher and look I'd still like to be a teacher but I just don't no matter what I do I'm going to get the shaft because that's how it is under capitalism right and that's how at least I don't want to say that exactly but it's how it is right now in America name one job that you you can have that you're not going to get fucked over no because I mean most people that work as part of the working class are under yeah yeah under somebody else who makes all the decisions for you and yeah, everything you're going to get fucked over. Yeah. So I kind of came to this realization that if I'm going to hate what I'm doing, I might as well hate what I'm doing in a role <laughs> where I'm getting paid more money mm-hmm. and I can control the terms of that job as much as possible, mm-hmm. which in this case of what I'm looking for and fingers crossed, I've got a lead here about working from home where then I can use most the majority of my time outside of working doing what I want to do, which is things like this podcast, things like community involvement, Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, Organizing or whatever, which I'm still trying to get my feet into and and figure out as we all are, which is part of what I want this podcast to kind of be talking about a little bit more going forward, how that all works and things like that, because I'm still learning Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully have people on who can teach us things about that. Um, so that was kind of my thought is like, well, if shit's going to suck, mm-hmm. I might as well can turn control the terms of suckiness as much as possible yeah. and use my free time as much as possible doing what I think is the most valuable. Mm-hmm. And it just turns out that it wasn't teaching. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, I would love to be a teacher, but also like teaching math. I'm a lot of times I'm just teaching bullshit arithmetic that I didn't like, this isn't the cool parts of math. Mm-hmm. that's the other thing that I realized is that like you really get put into a box mm-hmm. that, that is just shitty. Yeah. And some like, people can do that, but other people. Yeah. And really I, I don't mean, like, like here's the thing. I could, I could have done it. I could have, mm-hmm. and I probably wouldn't have hated it, mm-hmm. but I would have hated generally it, you know, yeah. just but like I said, like any job, yeah, like every job, you're going to hate the, part of the job in which you are suppressed <laughs> yeah, or oppressed rather. Yeah. Not which, suppressed. Which does vary. Which is there every is job. Of varying course. degrees of that, but and it there still are, does Yeah. Happen. And there are good jobs that people love. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. But I'm just, yeah, like in general, you're getting the shaft in a lot of the jobs that you have. Well, in most people, it is a means to do other things and that's okay. Exactly. And that's, that's what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Is I wanted it to be a means to do other things. And I felt like if I was teaching... I couldn't do that without 
making that my entire life. Yeah. And not to say that's a bad thing. No. We, I want people like just that. Just not for what you wanted to but do. But I just have other things that I value as much as that. Yeah. And I can still tutor people. I can still volunteer in those roles and stuff like that. So you could do. Um, it kind of feels like I'm making an excuse here, but I'm. I guess I'm kind of making an excuse to myself just as much as anybody else. Although I did this months ago, so it's not like I really haven't thought this through. I did. I did think it through. Mm-hmm. Um. So, honesty time is now over. And hopefully these leads work out so me and Jenna will be on a more consistent schedule because mm-hmm. now I'm doing, you know, DoorDash and crap delivering and doing other odd things here mm-hmm. and there, trying to make ends meet or whatever. And uh, we can finally find a good schedule and, and have episodes out like consistently because mm-hmm. this is something that I want to do in my free time as well. Yeah. I like I enjoy doing this as an exercise for myself and as something that hopefully other people enjoy. And that's enough talking about ourselves. Let's go over last week's trivia question. Okay. So the question last, <laughs> last week, week well, last year, like you said, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, was how many Yikes. miles of hiking trails oh, are in Indiana? I said something stupid and I don't remember. Nobody remembers. Let's move on. What's the correct answer? The correct answer is there are around 4,200 oh, what designated I, trails in Indiana. Did you tell me the correct answer? Because in my mind, no. I remember saying 4,000. No. I think I said 2,000. Yeah, that's that was okay, it. Okay, okay. Then that's not correct. That, I'm not too... That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what I said. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I said. Well, we could listen back, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. We won't. Uh, listeners, if you guys want to, please don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. So 4,200. That's that's good. That's, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I would have to I compare that great. to uh, surrounding states, total area, state park, how much does the state and federal government own of land in Indiana? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It I would need other metrics to say that is good or bad, but it sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. It's. A, I mean, yeah. I don't I'm know. Gl- to I'm glad it, that there's that much. Maybe there should be way more. I, I don't think know. There should be more. I think maybe all land. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, do you want to get into the episode proper now? Mm-hmm. Twenty minutes in, or wherever we are. Yeah. Sorry about that. Also, we tried a new thing here where we talked a little bit up front before the intro. Let us know what you think. Yeah. If you hate it, we won't do it again. <laughs> right. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I thought it was interesting, so that's why I did it. Although I haven't done it yet as we are recording, but I will do it in about 45 minutes. As someone is listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. So real quick, off the top, COVID numbers, because we have to do them like as much as we have all forgotten that we are still in the middle of a fucking pandemic, we're yeah. still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Uh, new cases today, there were 4,411 new cases, 40 new deaths. Overall in Indiana, there's been 578,494 cases. Um, and including probables, 9,200 deaths, 9,202 specifically. Um, so we'll probably pass that 10,000 number in the next month or so. Um, I don't know. It's hard to speculate, but it's terrible. It, it's <laughs> it's it it's it's insane, and we don't need to get into all of it because we've talked about it a lot. Yes. But you guys know how we feel. Like there should be a huge reckoning with what's everything that's happened. But looking at the positive side of that with vaccinations, I want to read a couple tweets from uh, Micah Pollock, who is um, a Hoosier who who tweets a lot about COVID and. Um, all, all that kind of stuff with the data mm-hmm. 
works a lot with the data. Um, he's a good follow on Twitter. It's just at Micah Pollock. Um, check it out if you'd like. And he says that we're up to 3.5% of the Indiana population having received at least the first dose of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccine. Um, and 0.72% of the population fully vaccinated because of course, remember there's three to four weeks in between the two doses. My sister um, just got her second one. Yeah. There you Oh, her second one. So yep. she's fully, she's, that's awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's really great. And then he says that the current, uh, daily rate of 18,917 first COVID-19 vaccine doses administered per day, hypothetically will hit 70% of Indiana's population with the vaccination. Mm-hmm. The first one, yeah. um, on September 25th and at the seven day average rate, um, We'll hit that mark on November 31st of 2021. But of course, you have to remember that this is with no increases in production or mm-hmm. increases of dosage available, which is likely right. to happen with the new administration. Hopefully. Ho- hopefully <laughs> and I would say likely. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to happen at the rate that we w- would like to see, mm-hmm. but I would be surprised if it didn't happen under Bi- uh, under a Biden administration to get these states more mm-hmm. vaccine doses. So yeah. I-, I would expect that rate to increase in the next mm-hmm. month or so as, as Biden takes office. Um, fingers crossed, like you said, hopefully, <laughs> but I, I would expect it. And then also I did want to say right now, if anyone's listening who is 70 or over, or if you have loved ones who are 70, age 70 or over, um, you guys at that age limit are now, or age level are now eligible to mm-hmm. schedule your vaccination. So yep. if you or someone you love is 70 or older, get them scheduled yes. or get scheduled yourselves. And also remember to get the second dose. Yes. <laughs> because that's um I don't I don't think I've ever had a vaccine that has two doses. Have you? Yeah. What what's which one? HPV. Mm. But that's probably the only one. Is that that's human papilloma virus? virus yes. Is which it? has been known to cause cervical cancer in women. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say mm-hmm. that's one that mostly women get. I, yes. Do men get it at all? You could get it, but the vaccine, I mean. Having HPV doesn't really I was like, does it? Much. Yeah, I was like, what are the threats? I, I might be wrong, but I don't think it's as big of a threat as to women. Th- th- yeah, yeah. That's I knew it causes cervical cancer or linked yeah. with cervical yeah. cancer in women. I just was like, I don't know anything about HPV in men, like other than you have HPV. Yeah. And then that's it. And you can and you give it to somebody. So exactly. Yeah. In the, that way, then maybe you should so get maybe, vaccinated. Yeah. And maybe I am. I don't even know. Maybe it was I think one. You would do you, know. Well, do you get? Did you get it as a teenager? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I got it then. Maybe I did. I don't remember. I mean, did you get multiple vaccinations of something? Jenna, I have anxiety and depression. I don't remember anything. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I don't remember anything from my life. Like, very little. That's funny. I remember very little of high school. I I mean, my entire life, I remember very little of. Like, in terms of, like, specific things, I remember time periods and... And things like that, but I don't remember yeah. much in terms of like specific things that yeah. have happened to me. <laughs> uh, I, I doubt that you've had it. Me too, but I just don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about all the fucking shit that has happened <laughs> in the last week and a all half or two shit. weeks. Like how crazy is this shit, Jenna? Like it was already crazy. And then we had people fucking storm the Capitol. We had people who were... The icing on the crazy cake. Who brought guns and zip ties into Congress ready to do some shit. Like. What the fuck? And like, I think I expressed this to you. As you take a loud, icy sip. I like the ice noise. I think it's nice. I like it too, but just not 
you know, on a podcast. I like it personally. Sorry, guys. Anyway, <laughs> I think I've expressed this to you. Like, overthrow of current government, not entirely something that I hate. Mm-hmm. I don't... I don't like what they like they chose to overthrow democracy though and yes. like that's the part that no i'm fine with the democracy part. yeah not not the part that was <laughs> not the part that is actively fucking them over yeah, no i like that's not the what they had yeah, an issue the with. democracy part is something that i like yeah i hate the people and the way that like money campaign yeah. finances how they don't serve us how it's just like for corporations yeah all that shit is bad the part where we vote for who's in power yeah. that's the good part yeah that's fine <laughs> and it still needs to be better mm-hmm. there's still problems but yeah. they were like they picked the worst the only bad thing maybe and literally the people who were like actively in protest try to overthrow fucking them over are the ones that they were okay with well yeah, that's the ones that they want yeah yeah the and, one, and, and here's like, the thing though they weren't actively fucking over them specifically not everyone at the capitol but a lot of the people who were there were the people that they were actually helping yes you know business owners in, in general, wealthy people the idea is like a lot of people who vote red they're they like vote against their own self-interest yes yes in that's general what i'm talking about in general yes i just mean like the people who like storm stormed the capitol a lot of them were the people who benefit from the way that system is right now yeah not everyone there at the Capitol, but the people who were like stormed in, tried to get in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Those people were like, a lot of them were eh, yeah, the bad people. But yeah. a lot of people there were misguided, lied to, like you said, vote against your own interests. Yeah. Like the people who went from Northeastern Indiana, a lot of them, I'm like, I, 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 I just don't think they, I think you've been lied to. Yeah, you've yeah. been a victim of marketing. Oh, yeah, of propaganda. In some ways, yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, let's talk about the election and the impeachment vote and things like that, kind of from Indiana representatives and Senate, um, mm-hmm. you know, purview yeah. viewpoint. So I want to read here uh, from the New York Times. When a mob of President Trump's supporters stormed the Capitol building on Wednesday, January 6th, they forced an emergency recess in the congressional proceedings to officially certify the results of the 2020 presidential election. The disruption came shortly after some Republican lawmakers made the first of a planned series of highly unusual objections based on spurious allegations of widespread voter fraud to states' election results. The chambers were separately debating on an objection to Arizona's results when proceedings were halted and the Capitol was locked down. When the Senate reconvened at 8 p.m. and the House of Representatives an hour later, the proceedings, including the objection debates, continued, although some lawmakers who had previously planned to vote with the objectors stood down following the occupation of the Capitol. Plans to challenge a number of states after Arizona were scrapped as well, but one other objection to Pennsylvania's results also advanced to a vote. Here are the eight senators and whatever, 139 representatives who voted to sustain one or both objections. And then they list that. We're not going to go over every single Mm -hmm. one, of course. But we will look at Indiana people. And in the House of Representatives, people from Indiana, there were four representatives um, who voted to um, support those objections. Mm -hmm. Rather to reject those objections, I think, is how the votes go sometimes it's like a double negative and i'm not sure right but they they voted they didn't vote for democracy they voted against democracy yes yeah <laughs> and that was jim bear jim banks greg pence and jackie walorski those are the fuck bags i think trey hollingsworth uh didn't vote and who's the last one that i'm forgetting um 
whatever you guys know who it is i'm blanking right now he voted he didn't vote for it um no it was susan brooks it was she indiana's mm. fifth uh indiana's fifth the north of indy um retiring she didn't uh vote f- for the objection mm-hmm. meaning she voted with democracy yes although i don't care what she thinks she's leaving um so there's that. There's the, there's the four seditionists. Jim Baird, Jim Banks, Greg Pence, Jackie Walorski. They should all resign. They shouldn't be part of the American government. They should be resign in disgrace and leave public life forever. Yes. They should be disgraced and embarrassed. They voted against the maybe single tenant of American ideas yeah. that most people agree with, and that is democracy. Also, the idea that like got them their position was people voted for them, like... Yeah, in this election. In the same election that they contested. Yeah. Not for president, obviously. No, but... And not all of them. I don't know if... No, all of them, because they're in the House. So every two years, yeah. I think it would be all of them. Anyway, I yeah, I'm pretty sure it was all of them. Uh, <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah. It was all of them. Um, insane. And I know that they contested Arizona and or Pennsylvania's results, not Indiana's, but still. Like... Get the yeah, fuck out of here. It doesn't matter. It's, it's disgusting. It's a disgrace. They should resign. We're all on the same page there. Yeah. We don't need to get into it much more than that. We will get into a little bit of their reactions and thoughts based on like what happened with people going there and storming the Capitol. Mm-hmm. We'll get into at least um, the senator's thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. And so in the Senate, Todd Young voted for democracy, mm-hmm. although he was a shitbag, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, and then Braun, which we'll also talk about, was initially going to object democracy, uh, but then he's a chickened out like a little pussy bitch mm-hmm. because he was like, oh, no, it's big, big, scary. All these people in here are better. Nope. Democracy. Good now. Because <laughs> um, he has no morals or ethics or values. At yeah. All. No. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. And so he didn't end up voting against or he didn't end up objecting to democracy, Mm -hmm. but he was going to until things got scary. So now we've moved into that. Let's look at um, we're going to just look at the senators. We're going to look at Young and Braun. I was going to do a big thing on the timeline of Jim Banks. Um, I was going to cover all of that, his incitement of all this and his actions and everything. But to be completely honest, I just think that everyone has been tuned in to the bullshit that that he's been spouting and Mm -hmm. it's just been pathetic and it's largely uninteresting because it's exactly what we all knew he was going to do. And I think that our listeners and people who are tuned into this have have been very aware of what Jim Banks has done. So I'm not I don't I'm going to skip it. Mm -hmm. Um, If people really if you guys really want me to to like put together a full timeline leading up to the sixth mm-hmm. and his actions on the sixth. And mm-hmm. then after the sixth, I will, we'll do a whole episode on it if you guys want it. So just let me know, you know, send an email, send me a tweet. I will do it, but um, mm-hmm. I'm going to skip it for now yeah. because I think that we're kind of all on the same page. But again, like I said, if, if, if enough people want it, you know, even just a handful of people, I will put together a full episode and we will go over all of that and maybe even do some like dramatic readings or something, Ooh. but only if people want it, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go through all that unless, unless mm-hmm. people, um, would like it all in one area, even, even for posterity's sake, you know, mm-hmm. steak, sake, whatever you get it. Medium rare. Medium rare. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, so let's first off now listen to young 
we're going to listen to a clip from Todd Young. Okay. He was never going to object to democracy. Mm-hmm. But if you, got, if you listen to this clip, he'll kind of, he kind of lays out, well, let's listen and then we'll yeah, talk. Okay. Let's listen and then we'll talk. Because I, I think, uh, I think you'll get it. You're supposed to represent our opinion. Actually, I'm very glad you said that. My opinion doesn't matter. And you know what? When it comes to the law, our opinions don't matter. The law matters. Opinions don't matter. The law matters. I value your opinion. I actually share your concerns. I share your conviction that that President Trump should remain president. I share that conviction. The, the law matters with us. Share that conviction. But the law matters. It doesn't matter what the Democrats. I took an oath under God. Under God. Okay. I took an oath. Do we still take that seriously in this country? I do. You think that I do. Sir, will you God. So shut up, lady. <laughs> he's the he's the one that sounds like a total weird loser. He's like under God. Yeah, he's I took an oath. I agree with that conviction. So like he's quaking in his boots. Well, he's like I agree that President Trump should still be president. Like I agree that he should be. No, but like yeah, but the what he should have said is I agree that I would like him to be. Well, this was, but, but that's he, not but the reality. But he didn't say that, which yeah. makes me think that like so you're just a scared little like like you're just scared of what might happen, which is fine. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that that caused you to not do what you, Mike Braun was going to do. Mm-hmm. But that's not a good reason. <laughs> that's still a bad reason. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, still fuck you. Yeah. Because it does seem like you still wanted to overturn the election results. Yes. You were just scared of people getting violent. Yeah. Which is like, okay, I'll take it. But fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's still not a good value. I yeah. don't know. And I don't like, you know, fuck you, just little little chicken whiny baby. Under God, does that not matter anymore? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't because of your colleagues, the people that you support, yeah, <laughs> and the president that you support, yeah. For four years, he shit on everything, and he's not the only one. Fucking our like the whole country, <laughs> yeah. For the, the it's the whole existence, yeah. okay. Like half the time we've been around, we've had slaves. So under God doesn't mean a whole lot to me when it comes to America, okay. <laughs> like I'm just not interested in thinking about it in those terms, yeah. uh. So you can be all dramatic with your in, in imploring these people who you were around, but I, I just don't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't take you seriously at all. So that that was what you know. That's Todd Young. Whatever. Don't care. I mean, I do, but get mm-hmm. out of here. Um, Braun is a little bit more interesting because, like I said, he was gonna support it and then he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so let's let's go through a little bit of timeline. Uh, timeline on mike brown here okay so at 12 20 p.m on january 6th braun uh tweeted pictures of him of course without a mask outside talking to people who showed up to protest in dc and uh he said this speaking and listening to speaking and listening to hoosier at real donald trump supporters who came to dc from indiana about why i will object today and support an emergency audit into irregular irregularities in the 2020 election so there he is uh, you know, around noon on January 6th saying, I'm going to object because to these irregular irregularities, which, what? which don't exist. No, there are none. No, there aren't. Um, in the election, 
and I'm listening to these Hoosier voices about it who came here to support real Donald, yeah. uh, to support Donald Trump in DC. Yeah. Um, you know, about 25 minutes later at 12:43 p.m. Um, still on January 26th, he tweeted a picture of him, this time inside, mm-hmm. around no people, but wearing a mask. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because everything's a photo op, but it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. The one outside with the Donald yeah. Trump supporters, that was for Donald Trump supporters, so yeah. I don't wear a mask now. Exactly. This one is for the general public, mm-hmm. not anyone super specific, so I'm going to put the mask mm-hmm. on. Um, although still Republican, mm-hmm. but not necessarily MAGA people. Right. You know, Republican... But maybe Republicans who wear masks, yeah. not MAGA not crazy, COVID jobs. isn't real yeah. Republicans. So now he's wearing the mask and he said this, uh, signing my objection to Arizona electors at Ted Cruz at real Donald Trump. Oh <laughs> so, <my God. laughs> so yeah, <laughs> those people, cause they're, they're just so fucking petty. It's hilarious. Um, so that was at, uh, 1243 at 415 PM, about, you know, three and a half hours later, he, uh, tweeted this quote, what we're seeing at the Capitol is wrong. It hurts the cause of election integrity. What? I don't think you could Wait, talk is about he talking that. About- uh, and needs to be stopped immediately or needs to stop immediately. Rioting and violence are never acceptable. He is talking about people starting to actually like storm the Capitol, right. which was happening at this point. But it's just so funny. Hurts the cause of election integrity. That's you're just fucking. That's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you piece of you shit. You are telling those people that it's okay. Resign, you fuckbag. You are a liar. You literally talked to them this morning and said, "I'm so glad that you're here to to do yeah. this." And then he's like, "Don't do this." But when they come inside, you don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> exactly, because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Who has no values. So, at 11:31 p.m. Sorry about my coughing there. 11:31 p.m. After shit calmed down and Congress reconvened, mm-hmm. he said this. Uh, quote, today's events changed things drastically, though I will continue to push for a thorough investigation into the election irregularities, irregularities many Hoosiers are concerned with as my ob- objection was intended. Oh, I thanks. have withdrawn that objection and will vote to get this ugly day behind us. Oh, you big fucking coward. God. Look at you. You you little fucking coward. You tiny little man. Just it, it, the, you don't believe in shit. No, you don't believe in any, anything. The only thing he believes in is saving his butt from actually being like murdered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and trampled. The thing is, I don't get people like him. He didn't have to do this. He was already a rich shitbag. Yeah. He already got his daddy's business. Yeah. That that he didn't, you know, start or anything like that. He inherited mm-hmm. it or whatever and became the sole owner or whatever. He didn't need to do this. He didn't need to run for Senate and become this chill for Donald Trump. He was probably like, wow, I was bored and now I actually have to like do things. Yeah, and my why, life's in danger. Why, yeah. Why? Why? Like, what a fucking. Shit. Not only is he a stupid little coward bitch, he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dumb person. It's just crazy to it's me. It's like joining the army and then being like, oh, I actually have to go to the Middle East. Like, Yeah. Like, how did you not understand that this was going to be the case? Like. like you you joined in the <laughs> middle of the Iraq war. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like what do you think was going to happen? Like you joined in 2003. What are you thinking? <laughs> like what are you <laughs> Exactly. It's exactly like that. Just a huge coward. Um so I I do want to point one other thing out though because this is just too funny. Um <laughs> on the official congressional document that he signed, right? Mm-hmm. To object to the counting of electoral votes from Arizona. Um, the signers mm-hmm. were uh, the people who signed on to Ted mm-hmm. Cruz's objection or whatever. And I think it was Ted Cruz and somebody else. I don't know. It wasn't Holly. Holly was Pennsylvania. Whatever. It was Ted Cruz and somebody else. Uh, they were asked to put their name in print 
put their signature and put the state mm -hmm. of which they represent. And in the state category, Braun put the date. <laughs> he put oh my God. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you fucking idiot. And then, and then <laughs> somebody, him or somebody else realized that obviously that wasn't Do you right. Pay attention? And instead of putting I-N or writing Indiana, they wrote I-N-D, which is just... What the fuck? Wrong on all fronts. <laughs> this is why we don't have a, another stimulus check. <laughs> these people are so fucking... It's not why we have that. that I'm just That's other reasons. But just how dumb are these fucking people? They're either so stupid that they can't follow instructions or they're so old that they can't read. <laughs> like, or they've just been on autopilot for all these years and now when they actually have to like, well, exactly. be present, well, they're like, well, what? Exactly, yeah. Because my secretary... Or, or admin, whatever, yeah. and my business that my daddy gave me took care of all this shit for me. And I never have to fill, fill out a fucking date. I yeah. signed shit and said, yeah, that's fine. I talked yeah. about general ideas about if we should acquire. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't actually do any real fucking work. Yeah, that's all they do. I mean, yeah, people like that. They don't do real fucking work. No. They just make broad general statements, sign some shit, that's it. Yeah. Thank you for my hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for nothing. Yeah. I own the business. As long as I get paid, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, and, and so I, I just found that so hilarious and like we were just saying indicative of how these people don't actually do anything or read directions or look at anything closely no. because they've never had to their entire lives. No. I would love to see one of these fuckbags try to apply for unemployment. They would never get it. <laughs> and because they designed it to be that hard. Yes. And here's the thing. Even if it was easy, I don't think they'd get it. No. Because <laughs> no. they can't figure anything out because they're dumb. Uh, <coughs> I'm so sorry. Excuse me on that cough. Um, okay. Before we kind of wrap things up here, I, I have a few more things that I want to talk about. But I did just want to get any general thoughts that you might have had on the 6th on the coup attempt. I mean, it's, it's hard not to call it that. Maybe a putched. Mm -hmm. uh, putsch, I can't really say that word. Um, a soft coup, mm -hmm. effectively. <laughs> um, you know, it's definitely, to me at least, it's it's a combination of of the poor leadership that we've seen for the last four years. And um, the last many, many years. And yes. also just like the wanton availability of... of um, of statements in terms of like Twitter and like the easy accessibility of, of I just say whatever the fuck comes to my head. I don't yeah, have to think yeah. about it, but Conspiracy. also, yeah, but also the idea that like, uh, maybe these people in their minds somehow are experiencing like a tiny fraction of what, you know, minorities and people of color and like the LGBTQ community go through in America where they feel like they're being attacked and they're not getting their way and they freak the fuck out even when well, they're fine. But like, that's where you, I'm just I, saying to them, this is real oppression, but they don't actually understand what that is. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So first off with the impression oppression, like white people rare it other than through the class lens, white people really don't understand oppression. And even then, no, it's, but they think it's that they a do. small percentage of the total amount of oppression, at least in our current landscape. Yeah, but they think it's equal to but, other types. Sure, but let's break up they because they you're talking about the people who were there. Yes, on the sixth. Yeah. Even then, we need to break that up because why? they. I'll tell you why. That's a good question. It, it's a fair question, but because there were people there 
like I did a ton of research this morning and previous days, but this morning is when I figured it out. I was trying to figure out who organized the bus trip from Northeastern Indiana to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And I found figured out who it is. I'm not going to like put their name out there or anything like that. I'm, it's not worth it. And I'm not going to talk somebody that's ridiculous. I'm just not going to not not to the public. Um, and you know, don't DM me and ask me. I'm, I'm probably going to tell you, but <laughs> unless you're... sounds like you want someone to DM me and ask. No, me. no, I I told a few people, but because they were interested and whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, there were people there who are disillusioned people who probably don't have all of these benefits of white privilege. Of course they, they still have white privilege. Every white person has white privilege, like Mm -hmm. the, the privilege of, you know, getting away on a speeding ticket rather than having your car searched, not getting whatever, you know, minor things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, these aren't like rich people who have gotten everything handed to them and don't know anything. No, I, I know you're not. I'm just saying we need to break up. They, because there were people there at the Capitol who have just been lied to. They've been lied to. Right, but that they've been doesn't convinced of propaganda. What they it doesn't are but perceiving. It do, but what they deserve as punishment or ridicule or criticism, that does change based on their experience. Because if they have been screwed over and fucked over time and time and time again and they've just been lied to and fallen into this terrible, terrible trap that fascism is, fascism is something that absorbs everything it can to bring people into fascism Mm -hmm. because it will absorb you know QAnon it's not directly fascism but most a lot of it is Mm -hmm. like the things that it says it'll bring in you know like it's brought in like health nut people Mm -hmm. and things like that and like stay-at-home mom groups Mm -hmm. on Facebook it'll bring all these things in it'll it'll take anything it can it'll latch its claws and anything it can to bring people into fascism because that's what it's about it's about authoritarian takeover you know yeah those people who got latched onto and brought in don't necessarily deserve punishment in the way that we think about it in my mind the people who brought guns and zip ties to kill and like kidnap representatives, we need to do something about those people. Those yeah. people take care of those people. Yeah. I'm not saying jail. I, I probably jail, but like I, I mean, something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. People who go, who went and shouted crazy nutbag, crazy shit, but didn't go into the Capitol, didn't try to kill a representative who who went because they truly believed their presence was going to do something as stupid as that was because it wasn't they don't deserve to be punished for that action or even ridiculed in my mind well how else are they going to learn their lesson well okay maybe they deserve to be ridiculed by like people they know but like people like you and me if we ridicule them what's that going to do that's just going to anger them and, and, and isolate them more. I'm not more. saying that, but I'm saying I'm at saying some this point, from a practical level, even more than an ideological level. Although at some yeah. point, ideologically, I do believe this too, ideologically. But I, I think the stronger point is practical. That what what is that going to do? You know? Somebody from Bluffton, Indiana, who went who joined this bus trip and went and protested and got their pictures and said, we did it. We went and protested, Mm -hmm. but they didn't storm the Capitol. They didn't hurt anybody. They weren't even anywhere near that part of it. It, What's it going to do? If we say, look at you, you fucking idiot. 
Um, How is that going to help? Maybe they'll learn to think more critically about the shit that they do. But I mean, you and me, if we say that, what's that going to do? That's not going to make them feel that way. When has a stranger told you, look at you, you okay. fucking idiot. And you've thought, oh, maybe I need to rethink myself. That's not going to work. I'm saying people in their... That has happened before well, and I have rethought what I was doing. Maybe, maybe a little bit. Not politically. It hasn't happened to me. Outside of politics, it has happened to me. And like general common things yeah. but that's also when i was younger too like as an adult it hasn't happened my point is we need to separate people who went because they were brainwashed and people who went because they wanted to kill nancy pelosi and aoc like they wanted to tie them up with zip ties and decapitate them but how do you do that other than looking at people's I'm not saying direct it's all, actions. I'm not, exactly. Yeah. We but look you at the direction. Because there were people there exactly. who had that in their heart. Exactly. But they didn't, maybe they didn't do it. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. It's, I'm, it's not black and white. I'm just saying we need to differenti- differentiate between consequences and like what happens to those two, two groups of people. I think you're equating consequences to like somebody else ridiculing them. But there should be consequences. It might not just be someone saying you're an idiot, but there should be consequences because you can't just keep giving people a free pass because, oh, you're you're dumb. You're disillusioned. Like at some point you have to learn that like you did something. No, no, I agree. I agree. I'm no, I totally agree. Here's what I'm saying. We are not the ones to impart those consequences. Yeah, no, but I'm not saying that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we're on the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on the same page. Yeah, we found it. I, yeah, I'm yeah, just that, saying this was, that was a good discussion. In whatever we found, way, we found the same page there. In whatever found, way, there should be accountability. Yes, there should be a consequence, whether or not it's us or somebody else, the government, criminal, whoever. Because they're just going to fall into another trap later yes. on down the road. No, yes, for everyone, there should be a consequence. Yeah, whether or not it's on the public to impart that consequence. There is room for differentiation there. And but, like the public should impart the consequence on the people who went there to enact violence and like hurt mm-hmm. representatives. Yes. Those people, yeah, the absolutely. public, in this case, the government should impart some sort of consequence. The people who went there because they loved Donald Trump for whatever fucking stupid reason, but they didn't get anywhere near the violence or storming the Capitol or anything like that. The public shouldn't have any thing to do with their consequences okay they should still face consequences but, but they should be much more personal and local to their own lives but what like what if nowhere else is that happening nobody else is doing anything and it's literally only the public who are like have the opportunity to say hey that was stupid what you did that was wrong that, that's how life works that's just life <laughs> so what you're saying is that if there's no other opportunity and we as the people say we're not going to do it, then nothing happens. I'm saying that we live in a society and in society we have to desi- designate rules for what it, we all agree on are rules that you broke that now we get to impart consequences. Yes. It, effectively, laws. And people who didn't break laws, we don't get to impart those consequences. They should still face consequences in their own personal lives, but due to the state of America... A lot of people in those situations won't face any consequences because they live in a bubble. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they won't face consequences unless somebody in their community or somebody who knows them says to them, that was wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't go out and find them. And if, if you know somebody, say what you did was crazy and wrong. Yeah. I, I support that. Or like you fall I into just a mean, trap. Like I have now found people who I don't know who live in our area here in Northwest West Indiana 
or Northeast Indiana, who I'm not going to reach out to and be like, how dare you? Because what would that do from a practical level? That's insane. It's only going to isolate them further. And like isolation, isolation is what got them there in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Not everyone, because some people are just legitimately bad people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard, I guess, is what we're yeah. kind of coming to, is that it, it's all a gray area when it comes to not the people who were there who were like, I'm going to kill some people today. Right. <laughs> Those people, that makes sense. We are, we're all in agreement. That's bad. That's terrible. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But the people who were there supporting the fascist coup mm-hmm. without violently supporting the fascist coup Mm -hmm. that's a gray area it's hard it's hard yeah and i don't have an answer exactly i guess what i'm saying is i don't think that it's totally right to sit around and just say well hope that somebody tells them something i agree because if everyone did that then nothing would happen i agree i'm saying somebody in their life needs to yeah but the the trouble and the hard part comes in when there is nobody in their life who disagrees with them. Mm-hmm. And that might be the case. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And, th- and then, you know, that, that introduces another idea. And that is that, you know, a way to disassociate people from these fascist, um, authoritarian, far right views might be help them. Or just like show them that there's another way. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is like create a government or a society, which, or just like you know, I'm not, I'm not a scholar in, in these things in government or society, but mm-hmm. like create one of the two, if not both, I don't know entirely what's the difference here mm-hmm. it, practically that helps them. You know, mm-hmm. people who have food to eat, who have their needs met, who aren't anxious about losing their job or paying for their medicine or sending their kids to school or, you know, paying their rent or their mortgage or their taxes. People who aren't worried about those things are less likely to be fascists (laughs) who are, they're less likely to be far right authoritarian kind of people who have those ideas yeah, I understand fascist that. ideas so that's kind of where i think like the fix comes in mm-hmm. that because i don't think it, maybe this is you know we, we're we're going on a tangent and we'll we'll let me impart this last thing and then you can respond and then we'll move on i don't think a lot of people who were in washington the nonviolent people mm-hmm. although they were all kind of violent and they were all kind of kind of you know what i'm saying right mm-hmm because they were supporting a stupid, dumb, violent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But there were people there who are, are t- were to- have been totally tricked. And maybe this is me just trying to see the best in people. You, you criticized me of that earlier today, that I sometimes try to find the good, because I criticized you of that. I criticized you of the opposite, I guess, mm-hmm. which, you know, together we work pretty <laughs> well. We find the middle ground. Yeah. But um, I try to find the good in people. Maybe I'm just doing that. But there were people there who didn't want to like kill 
Nancy Pelosi and AOC and Ayanna mm-hmm. Presley and Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and all those people or whatever, Chuck Schumer or whatever. Mm-hmm. There were people there who were just, have been just like totally brainwashed and convinced that Donald Trump is like a savior, mm-hmm. which it, we know is, is fucking stupid and crazy, mm-hmm. but they, they literally do not believe otherwise. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have, that is a belief of theirs. As much as the sky is blue to us, it is true to them. Yeah. Like I think when it comes to people like that providing their needs is kind of the only way to get them out of that disillusion i just don't know what else can do it because mm-hmm. i because what has brought them to there to that mm-hmm. and, and then education of course but i i yes i lump that in with providing needs yeah because like why would you ever be tricked into anything else like like that? How how could you? Mm-hmm. Any any you're and there's still the risk there because people who get tricked into that are the people who are more likely to get tricked into. Okay, because of that, we need to like kill these people. Yeah, you know, which some people do believe, which is mm-hmm. obviously the further more violent and worse extension of that. I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling a little bit here. The, I guess my point is that like, if we want to move on at all we need to do a lot to help everyone like quickly and immediately that's like i i don't see any other way and i'm not saying that'll fix it i'm saying that that's like the only way to get to like to see the light at the end of the tunnel yes like we're in the dark of the tunnel right now Mm -hmm. and if we want to see any light we need to start fixing people's material problems Mm mm-hmm because otherwise, all of the people who are just absorbed into this nonsense, but aren't at the point of violence, are going to get to violence. Mm-hmm. If, if we don't, right now, say, in this moment, as a government society, say, look, we need to fix people's material needs. Well, in their education. Like I said, I, I, inc- I include that as part yeah. of what I'm saying mm-hmm. when I say material needs. There, we're not going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But if we do yes. that, then there is light at the end of the tunnel, and we can try to get there. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, if you if I, you have any thoughts there, I agree with you on that. I'm it's only, very complicated. <laughs> I'm only adding to that that like, yes, we will do that. But also, I'm not going to coddle you. I'm not going to give I, you a free pass. And like, I don't think you should. You know, you can criticize and help. Yes. Ever, it's tough love. Yes. Right? It's yeah. tough love. Yeah. I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to cancel your debt. Yeah. I'm going to pay your rent. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you you were fucking stupid for what you just did. Yeah. Because you supported a white <laughs> nationalist and a white supremacist and you got to start loving people who don't look like you. Yeah. And if you don't, then we are going to take action. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's and, fair. And here's the thing. We're going to take loving action. We're still going to give provide your needs. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to tolerate it. Right. That's the difference is Mm -hmm. that we're still going to provide your needs, but we're not going to tolerate it Mm -hmm. right now. We're tolerating it and we're in and we're tolerating it and not providing needs for these kind of people. (laughs) We need to tolerate, provide needs. If they don't change, be intolerant to their intolerance. Yes. But still provide their needs. Yeah. So people don't join them. Yes. It's the intolerance project or the tolerance uh, paradox Mm -hmm. or intolerant intolerance paradox either way you want to say it along with the fact that we're not providing anybody their basic needs yeah 
So if you follow the tolerance paradox or intolerance paradox and provide basic needs, I think that's how we get out of this. And again, that's probably an oversimplification, oversimplification, well, but we're not experts. We're not experts. We're just two ding dongs on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> exactly. And I just want to get out of this. I just want to help people. I want to, mm-hmm. I, it, 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 we've talked about it before and I've talked about it on here with Sam um, mm-hmm. which you may or might not have listened to. I don't know which episode it was, but where part of the reason it's so frustrating is that we have a lot of answers. We don't have all the answers, but we have a lot of blueprints. Mm-hmm. We know that Medicare for all would help a ton of fucking people. Mm-hmm. We know that canceling medical debt and student loan debt would help a ton of fucking people. Mm-hmm. We know that providing housing is doable mm-hmm. and we could do it overnight you know know, not overnight but kind of overnight you know Mm -hmm. we could provide housing for people who don't have housing we could provide living wages Mm -hmm. we could do all of these things that's Mm -hmm. what makes it so frustrating invest more in our teachers exactly and that is part of what perpetuates yeah exactly these intolerant people yes and to take it even more for full circle that's what neoliberalism is so frustrating because they a lot of times are too tolerant Mm-hmm. They'll be tolerant of the intolerance. Mm-hmm. You can't be tolerant of intolerance. Mm-hmm. You have to be intolerant to intolerance in order to maintain tolerance. That's the tolerance <laughs> paradox. Uh, whoever, I forget the philosopher, whoever said that, Richard something or whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we summed up all the world's problems right there. Let us know if we did. Uh, <laughs> it for you. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Any Any last thoughts no. there, Jenna? Okay. Um, let's talk about a few things here to end, um, a little bit of a longer episode now since we've been rambling, but that's okay. Um, I asked for a few things, uh, to talk about right before we started recording. Um, and a few people offered things that we should talk about. So I want to cover them real briefly. Um, Caleb, uh, said, um, if we haven't discussed it already, he'd love to hear about open, I shouldn't say he, they'd love to hear, uh, you know, I don't want to gender anybody. They'd love to hear about open midterm seats in Indiana and who might be running or ideal for them. Sorry, um, I was making a noise about, yeah, you your, said, Ew, about, about your lips, man. Oh, did I, did I snap my <laughs> it lips? It was a little loud. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry to Caleb and I'm sorry to you. <laughs> um, I, I told them and I will reiterate it here that we're going to wait on that. Mm-hmm. on who's running in the midterms uh, here in Indiana because I just need to gather more information. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few thoughts, but I don't want to... Sp- Mm-hmm. I don't want to be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I might be an idiot if I talk about it. I'll be talking a little bit out of my ass if mm-hmm. I, if I talk right now. So I won't say anything. Um, Corbin, uh, has been a follower for a while and I think a listener for a while now. Uh, they sent, uh, an amazing video that I was telling you about, mm-hmm. about like urban development and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, suburban, suburban development about American cities, uh, and things like that. Um, and let me see if I can find, uh, strong towns is the name strong towns is the, uh, like charity or organization that this person based this video on and they have some videos, strong mm-hmm. towns, uh, strong, yeah, strong towns. So go check them out. I'm going to check them out tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I won't comment on it now, comment on it now because I don't have enough information. I do think this video is super interesting. So look at the response is to my tweet to, to see that video and check out Strong Towns videos, um, because I'm super interested in this urban development stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to you all about it, yeah. about how I think we need to be flooding cash <laughs> into the downtown of Indiana yeah. um, and, and preserving buildings. And, and this con- convinced me that some of my intuition was right, mm-hmm. that these older buildings are built to 
to be flexible mm-hmm. and, and change. Um, and we're not going to get into all of those th- things right now, but um, really interesting. So go check those out. Thank you, Corbin. Um, and then Joel um, asked about talking about electric works. Um, you know, oh, yeah, you know yeah. about electric works. Mm-hmm. So um, that is something that I've wanted to do a big podcast on and not just a podcast. I mean, I've just wanted to personally like really put together everything that's happened with it. Cause it's been almost a half decade in the making mm-hmm. now. Um, and I missed a lot of the information. I was super invested when it first started happening. And then I mm-hmm. kind of died out cause I was not in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's finally starting, mm-hmm. uh, to, to go into construction and everything there. Yeah. So, uh, some quick thoughts on that. I'll just say, I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's a good development project. Um, something I've expressed to you a lot in the last year is that I think, um, along with it, there needs to be a lot of investment and, uh, subsidies or whatever needs to be happening Mm -hmm. to make sure that the area is not gentrified to make sure that the people who already live near electric works. Mm -hmm. And and for those of you who are in Fort Wayne, uh, there's a GE factory in, uh, the South Western part of Fort Wayne, uh, downtown of downtown downtown Fort Wayne. So it's downtown Fort Wayne, the Southwestern part. Um, there is an old GE factory. It's huge. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a huge space and they've been trying for the last five, six years to, to, uh, find developers and, and the funding to make something called electric works, mm-hmm. which is apartments. There's going to be like a restaurant, like a food, um, like a big old, um, what's it, what's it called? like a farmer's market, Mm -hmm. like a, uh, not a food court, but like a dining hall where like different restaurants and things like that or whatever, Mm -hmm. a lot of different stuff, just a big development project. Um, but that area isn't the most developed and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of poverty in that area. Um, but it's historical as well. It's a, it's a historical area. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's also pretty close to some areas that have stayed developed. Mm -hmm. Although, still old. And so there's just like a lot of complex forces at play. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a big risk of being gentrified. There's a lot of yes. people there who have probably owned their homes, you know, in the family for two or three generations who are like plumbers or factory workers who don't have a lot of money. And, um, they may, they may other people who might rent their homes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're just going to be bought out. And I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be gentrified. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that because these are Fort Wayne. Like those are the people that's mm-hmm. their community. They live there. Yeah. Um, and I want to make sure that that's preserved. So that's my big thought on that is that as long as it's done with respect to that area. And here's the other thing is that it's not like the, the close residential parts to, to electric works and those GE buildings, those mm-hmm. old GE buildings. There's not a ton. Mm-hmm. There, it's not huge. It's it's substantial, but it's not giant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just hope they take care when they do that and, and don't drive anybody out yeah. who has been there for a long time and, the, and they call that community home. Yeah. Um, that that would that would be disgraceful. Yes. In my mind. I agree. Um, and again, one of the reasons why is because it's not it's not big. It wouldn't take that much mm-hmm. to really help those people. Yeah. Um. And like they, they've already fucked them over by like putting some like other like distribution plants and like <laughs> like in industrial p- 
plants and whatever there and in buildings that used to be work hubs for people who lived close by, mm-hmm. um, you know, a hundred years ago, you know, scent liver brewing or whatever. Although, no, that's not right. That's not right. It wasn't scent liver brewing. That mm-hmm. was up by spy run. Um, it was something else, but like, whatever. Um, that's Indiana Fort Wayne history that we're not getting into here. But my point is if they don't gentrify the area, I love it. I think yes. it's good either way, but you got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful. Um, but yeah, we, we look out for um, an episode, a longer episode about the whole saga of what happened with Electric Works there. Because I think it's really interesting with the funding and all that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, although that might just be interesting to me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but the, 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 the struggles that they had were very interesting. Um, looking forward, a few other things. Also look out on Monday for an episode about all kinds of different bills that are going to be in the Indiana General Assembly. Um, a lot of what they're wasting time on Um, because a lot of it's stupid. Um, And then hopefully in the next couple months, we'll um, do a mini series on indigenous people here in the Indiana area. That is something that I've been working on that I haven't told you about until right now. Why haven't you told me? I probably know some stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, And I learned a lot in college at Purdue because I had the professor who uh, studied indigenous people in the Indiana area. Um, Nice. So I have been reading some of the books that... I had to read for that class over again. <laughs> it's handy. <laughs> yeah, it is handy. Um, so look out the, for those coming up in the future. Um, and then to end, uh, I want to read something. This is a, a cold read mm-hmm. that I want to do. Um, this is from The Federalist, which is a shitbag organization that we're not going to get into. Um, I think most people understand that The Federalist is terrible. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you probably know. But if not, just look up anything and you'll figure it out um this is written by somebody who, from indianapolis uh his name is aaron uh what is it aaron wren um and it, we're gonna do a cold reading i haven't read it i just know the title it's called why being a nice guy gets you friend zoned and how to get out oh Oh, you poor thing. The subtitle is, as a man, you must be both high quality relationship material and as attractive as you can be. Here's how. So right off the bat, I'm getting some scam artist, you know, pickup artist bullshit along with- Incel energy. Incel energy (laughs) along with the federalist, meaning some like, you know- high racist energy (laughs) maybe she doesn't want to be around you because you're a fucking racist because you suck you're a piece of shit yeah like here's my big tip don't hate people because of how they look (laughs) yeah girls don't like that nobody does no (laughs) yeah it's crazy maybe she didn't call you back because you talked about how you hate minorities on your first date. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not because you're a nice guy. Because you took her to Taco Bell and, and shit on the workers because they didn't look white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You piece of shit. All right. So let's get into it. And again, uh, let's get into the article that is. And, and again, the Indiana connection here is that this is by Aaron M. Wren um, on January 13th, 2021. And he is uh, he's like a blogger and he's in the indie area based in the indie area does writes a bunch of stupid shit um again this is why being a nice guy gets you friend zoned and how to get out uh, dumb you just like if you are a man who's not a shitbag you hear that and you're like fuck you <laughs> okay again i haven't read this so we'll be reacting live here what is that called the uh what's that called like a 
blind react, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on. You watch TikTok. Isn't that on TikTok? No, that's not on TikTok. Yeah, they do a blind react. Like That's more of a YouTube thing. Is it more of a YouTube? Okay. Anyway, um, here we go. I'm sure you've heard the complaints before. Quote, where have all the good men gone? I've never heard that. Have you heard that? No. No. Okay. The Brookings, <laughs> the Brookings Institution wants to know the answer to this question. Women are asking their pastors this question. Big name Presbyterian pastor Kevin DeYoung says, quote, I have met scores of godly young women nearby and far away who wonder, where have all the marriageable men gone? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a weird way to put it, <laughs> isn't but it, okay. Isn't it? Uh, Lucinda Bell wrote a song, <laughs> and A.J. Kiesling wrote a book with that title. With that title? Where Have All the Marriageable Men Gone? <laughs> That's a shitty song title <laughs> yeah. and a shitty book title. May I suggest getting an editor? Uh, because that's a little wordy, a little mouthy. Maybe he meant like, where have all the good men gone? Marriageable but I is doubt not something that belongs in a song or a book title. I've never heard anybody say that. <laughs> like, <laughs> is this 1850? That's stupid. Uh, women are even writing into sex advice columnist Dan Savage asking about it. Okay. Uh, Google it, even in quotes, and get well over 100,000 hits. Okay. Okay, again, I haven't read this, and I don't know if you'll explain this, but even in quotes, so when you Google something in quotes, that means you're going to get the exact phrase. You're search searching for that exact phrase, right? I think so. Yeah, you're searching for that exact phrase. So he's saying that even if you search for that exact phrase, you'll get over well over 100,000 hits, which I will say, first of all, that means nothing because Google, Google. is huge and has little crawlers, callers that scrounge yeah. everywhere in the internet and two one thing any internet researcher knows even just like amateur like me is that if you find a bunch of the same phrase or the same like paragraph over and over and over again there's a good likelihood that that's fucking bullshit mm-hmm. because p- scholarly smart people don't just write pull shit from the same person and write the exact same thing over <laughs> right, and over yeah. again. Like if you same, find the same article posted over and over and over and over again, it's the only one about a certain topic. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. So that doesn't make me confident in what you're saying. It makes me less confident. Um, if you were a young guy hearing all these complaints, you might be tempted to think you are way different and better than all the other guys out there. You're actually working hard to be a good man. So obviously you should be able to easily find a good woman interested in you. I don't know. I've never thought about it like this. This is weird. Right? Isn't it weird? <laughs> I don't know that you have to try so hard to be a good person. Like, aren't you kind of just, you are or you're not? Yeah, I don't know. Don't be fooled. If you think you can attract women by being a good man, you are on a collision course with painful reality. See, like, what do you, stop. You're just not taking responsibility. No, uh, you're probably not a good man. Yeah. You're probably a shitbag. And you're not taking responsibility for yeah, that. You're, you're saying it's everyone else's problem, but yeah, not okay, yours. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 probably not taking you responsibility. You probably need to go to therapy. For being a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> you'll probably you'll probably be told just the opposite, of course, especially if you are a young Christian man. You'll hear that women are attracted to godly, quote, servant leaders. Superstar Southern Baptist pastor Matt Chandler said, quote, I keep saying it, godliness is sexy to godly people. Okay. I mean, okay. okay. Whatever. Sure. I don't know. Um, I'm not in that 
community, so whatever. Movies by the Kendrick brothers cover the same territory, such as in uh, Fireproof, when a wife breaks off an affair and decides to stay with her husband after he stops watching porn and pays for medical equipment for her mother. (laughs) Okay, this is bad. This is so bad. (laughs) This is a Lifetime movie. (laughs) Just like, what? You want to get laid? Buy her mom medical equipment. I think, what do you, is that... Is that a point? Is that a support of your argument? What are you talking about? <laughs> also, congratulations. You did the bare minimum. You stopped watching porn. You paid attention to your wife. No, but, but here's the thing. Watching porn is fine. Right, but I'm if saying- If you like, had the money to pay for your mother-in-law's medical well, equipment maybe, and you didn't, fuck you. Maybe he was buying too much porn. But also, if you're having an affair, fuck you too. Like, everyone in this situation seems bad, but watching porn is- the least of yeah. my worries. Yeah. It's just weird. Some prominent Christian leaders even suggest that being a good man will make your wife want to have sex with you. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Whatever. Again, just weird ways to frame these yeah. things. Like, I don't know how to engage with it because I don't think about it on these terms. Like, no. Like, I just am like, you're a couple... You have sex with each other. Yeah, it's not, what can I get from this? Or like, what can I, how can I, I don't, I don't know. How it's can just, I manipulate my wife yeah, into fucking me more? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think it's a, it, it, right, it, it almost implies manipulation rather yeah. than just being like genuine. <laughs> or that we're not equals that even if you don't want to, you should. Or that we're not just even attracted to each other and want to every, yeah. one, like, every once in a while. Even, yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> the problem with this, uh, quote, good man stuff, whether from the church or secular society, is that it just doesn't work, at least not for long. This is because uh, the idea of being a good man mixes up two things. What makes a man... Uh, what makes a man good marriage or boyfriend material and what makes a man attractive. These are very different things. Uh, I don't, again, I just, it's such an immature comment. I just disagree with the, the framing of, of what you're saying. Like, I don't know what good man to me. Like, so he says the idea of being a good man is two different things or mixes up two different things. What makes somebody marriage or boyfriend material and what makes somebody attractive? I don't really think attractive has anything to do with good. And No, what he's saying is that people that other people no, find I know, attractive are not. I know, but here's the thing. I don't even think that somebody, the, the, the idea of being a good marriage or boyfriend material means that you're good in general, necessarily. No. I think all of that is oversimplified. <laughs> yes. Like, I think that's just a very naive way to look at things. <laughs> yeah, it's immature. Like, it's just very silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of it. The whole premise, the whole the idea whole is very silly. The whole premise of this article is very immature. It's just very silly. Yeah, yeah. Silly and immature. Um, here's the subheading of this next part is women don't just want a nice guy. I mean, how many times have we heard this? How was he writing this in 2021? This is like 2011 shit. This is like 2003 shit. <laughs> also, what I don't understand what you want for this. Trying to set yourself apart from other men by being a good man means you are only working on one piece of the puzzle, trying to demonstrate that you would be a high-quality spouse or partner. This mindset completely misses that you also need to be attractive. Okay? That's not true. Consider that there are many women you find very attractive, but you would never want to marry. On the other hand, you probably know high-quality women to whom you just aren't attracted. High-quality women. That's disgusting. I mean, he implies, he says high quality spouse 
meaning man, because he was referencing men earlier. Yeah. High but... quality men and women. That's a gross way to think about yeah. men and women. It's not a steak. That's a great way to think about, or, or, or a gross way to think about partners. Yeah, they're people. They're not products. Relationships. High quality. Do you like them? Yeah. Do you want to spend time with them? Do they fulfill the things that you were looking for in a partner? That's 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 all it is. It's yeah. that simple. Oh, what a weirdo! This is honestly, this is pissing me off. On the other this hand, you probably very angry. On the other hand, you probably know high quality women to whom you uh, just aren't attracted. This is why men fail when they try uh, the good man or nice guy strategy. A woman who just broke up with an attractive but jerky man is outraged at the way he treated her. Okay. Um, in her pain, she might turn to the good man, maybe even you, for support and consolation and possibly even the start of a relationship. Uh, if that man is not also attractive, however, then that relationship will also also crash and burn, but for the exact opposite reason, when she says she's just not feeling it or I love you, but I'm not in love with you. As a man, you must be both high quality relationship material and as attractive as you can be. What? What? What, what are you trying to get across here? Like, what are you, what are you trying to say? That you have to like be fit or something? Well, you're, it's not like, it sounds like he's insinuating that there's only one way to be attractive. Yeah, but like, he's not traditionally attractive. Well, he's going to say now, here's the next part of the article is how to make yourself more attractive. But like at this point, I don't know what he's, what, what's, what's the goal of this article, right? This is obviously a persuasive piece. It's trying to tell me why just being a good person isn't enough Yeah. to attract a partner. Like that's what he's trying to convey to me, but I'm, I don't feel like he's tried to can, I don't feel like I'm convinced about anything and I don't even know what he's trying to convince me of that. I need to be attractive, but he doesn't, again, maybe he'll explain it now, but I don't, I don't know what that means. So how to make yourself more attractive. So what are women attracted to? As I've covered in detail uh, elsewhere, Gross. I'm not excited to read that, and I won't. Uh, men gain attractiveness through attributes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Let me reread this question, and then I'm going to have you try to fill in the blanks, okay? Just or, read it. I, I'm going to have you try to fill Adam. it in. So, again, this is now the sub part of the, the article. How to make yourself more attractive. So, what are women attracted to? As I've covered in detail elsewhere... Men gain attractiveness through attributes such as blank and blank. Like physical attributes and money? Men gain attractiveness through attributes such such as power and status. <laughs> Yikes. Blank and blank. Confidence and charisma game looks in style and money which matters but is arguably the least important if you were a young man listening to this let me just speak to you as a slightly less young man that's insane that's not Th that, right. that's what shitbag bad people say that's what bad dudes say yes because they're viewing a relationship as a game <laughs> men it's not get, a game men gain attractiveness through attributes such as power and status no no no, no they don't no <laughs> no 
maybe no. maybe a superficial person who might want to just fuck you because you're like a ceo but that's not no, a relationship that, no, no. you gain manipulativeness yes through attributes such yes. as power and status confidence and charisma game looks and style nothing and money of substance though nothing of substance yes fuck you this is e- this is easy to see at the highest levels yeah the manipulate p- people. Yeah. <laughs> Musicians, athletes, rich men, incredibly good-looking guys, politicians, celebrities, corporate CEOs, and yes, even a number of high-profile par- uh, pastors, such as Carl Lentz, have no trouble finding women interested in them. Those are not the people that you need to look at their relationship and say, I want, I'm going to model that, because it's not, a like, that's no, different. You don't need to look at anybody. Their, but their relationship is going to be just completely need to look at different yourself. from one that you will have. That's true. Yeah, if, if you really are struggling to, like, find like how to work in a relationship, look at somebody in a similar position to you. Yeah. Talk to friends, talk to acquaintances, people who are like part your of your siblings life. siblings or yeah. your parents. Yeah, exactly. Don't be like, how did Derek Jeter find his wife? Yeah. Like I'm not- if You're not Derek Jeter, you're never gonna a be. A multi-millionaire, goddess of a man. I'm a dude from Indiana who you know works at GM. Like, Yeah, <laughs> it might just be a little different. the same relationship. It might just be a little different, yeah. Like- it's just not worth it to think about it in those terms. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. Uh, what's true for them is also true for you. We, <laughs> I swear to God, we didn't read that ahead of, ahead of that. We literally just spent, you know, 30 seconds being like, it's article? not, not much. Um, <laughs> I can't you, take it. You might never be as attractive as Brad Pitt or Leonardo DiCaprio, but you can work to maxis, maximize what you've got. See, like that, I'm fine with. That's fair. Yeah, like shave that shit beard, cut your hair. Shower. But also, like, if you are, if those are things important to you, don't. There is someone out there who yeah. will find you attractive and like you, how you are. Just stop. Okay. Yeah, but shower. Do, do cleaning yourself, I would yeah. generally say, is do that no matter what. You know, those are just some things that are, like, mm-hmm. good for your health. Yeah. Those are health things. <laughs> Cutting your hair if you want long hair. I don't know. I want to grow my hair out, so I get it. Prioritize time at, uh, uh, in the gym and lift heavy whatever aspire to great heights in your career and pursue opportunities to advance at your job by being diligent, reliable, and confident Improve your style and your social skills, stand up straight, maintain strong eye contact, work hard to earn money, but don't try to be flashy or impress women with it. Blah, blah, blah. This is all pickup artist crap. Most importantly, yeah. be straightforward and know your uh, own value. I'm fine with that. That's okay. Yeah. Instead of hiding behind the keyboard and mass spamming women on online dating sites, walk up to the woman you are interested in and start a conversation in real life. I'm fine with online dating. I'm fine with walking up to somebody and trying to start a conversation. Yeah. Just be respectful. Tell her directly that you'd like to take her on a date and have a plan for what you want to do together. In the right circumstance, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If she says no, respect that. There you go. There we go. That's Best it. line of the article so yeah. far. Yeah. And I would say, hold that heart, hold that to heart all the time, no matter what. Yeah. And not just for finding a, a female partner if you're a straight man. Always. If mm-hmm. anyone says no, respect it. Yeah. Um, if you're a man who is attractive and high quality relationship material, then it's her loss. Fucking weird way to say that. Yeah, but okay. It's not her loss. She's just not interested. Or maybe you guys just aren't right for each other. That's what it I'm saying. It doesn't make her it, a bad person. It's not her loss. It's, it's also It would also be bad for you if you guys aren't a good match. It's not. It's no one's loss. It's everyone's no. gain. Yeah. Uh, men too, right? Isn't it? Yeah, yes. that's true. When people who aren't meant to be together don't end up together, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good on both ends. Yes. Men too should have standards of their own to which they expect women to measure up. Uh, maybe don't expect, I don't know, just yes and no. Good faith, yes. You, no. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like good faith, it is nice to have standards. Mm-hmm. Bad faith, I don't think you mean it in the good way. No. I, I think you mean if like you were dating a woman and she gained 10 pounds because she was going through a stressful, tough time in her life where maybe she could go to the gym as much mm-hmm. and like do things that she generally likes to do, you should break up with her and belittle her. Yeah. I feel like this guy would support that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Understand that most women don't want to, uh, to settle. So be careful not to put yourself down or, or her up on a pedestal. That's, That's fair. Good. Don't put anyone on a pedestal. Yeah. If you start posting on Facebook about how she's your better half or the boss or say, I'm not worthy of this woman, don't be surprised if she starts believing you. Again, weird way to frame it, but That's, I agree. But that also kind of sounds like you shouldn't just, you just shouldn't praise her at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bad faith you, I don't know. In general, I do think those things are just kind of not the way to react or But sometimes engage. you can praise your spouse in a nice way or... Yeah. Praise your boyfriend or girlfriend. Of, co- of course. And say, uh, I think they're wonderful. And that doesn't yeah. mean that you're putting them on a pedestal. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm just saying, don't be a simp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get into that. But but yeah. yeah. One of the tragic term. mistakes men make when relationships start going south is to turn into a doormat, trying to placate their wife or girlfriend by doing whatever she says. This only causes her to rightly lose all respect for him as a man. See, like, he's not saying you shouldn't, when they ask you to take out the trash, you should he's saying say no like I, I don't know maybe he's not but like i just don't that's bad like when you're a bad faith weirdo like this mm-hmm. i don't like when you say things like that yeah if you're a good faith person and you're like don't let somebody walk all over you that's good <laughs> i don't know you know what i mean yeah but it depends in what context of, like, co- of course that's that's, that's i'm trying yeah. to lay out the context and saying that this guy's a weirdo creep who yeah because he probably means it from like a masculine point of view, well, as in your not, woman shouldn't tell you what to do. He's the publisher of The Masculinist, a newsletter on Christianity masculinity Ew, in the modern do you world. Have a picture of this guy? So he's bald. Uh, <laughs> okay, that tells me everything. I, need <laughs> I think to he know. shaves his head. Um, Even more so. He's not an ugly guy. He's a, he's a fine looking guy. I'll be the judge. He of looks that. like a nerd. I don't know. He's fine. No, he's not. He's not ugly. But like, I don't know, if you write a, a blog or whatever, a newsletter on Christianity, masculinity in the modern world called The Masculinist, I kind of think that you're coming at this in a bad faith yeah. way. Yeah. Mary men, uh, many men who ha- uh, have a much better idea about what it takes to be a good man. Honesty, consciousness, uh, kindness, stability, diligence, and fidelity. All those things are fine yeah, that's and good. A, that's okay. Then yeah. they do about what it takes to be attractive. Again, what's with this weird, that's weird. attractiveness thing? If you really want to set yourself uh, apart from other guys, figure out how to be excellent at both. But like, I would say that attractiveness is honesty, conscious, conscientiousness, kindness, stability, diligence, and fidelity. Right. Like those are s- some of the most attractive things you can be. Yes. And you and like, are you talking about physical attractiveness? Then that that's, up, that's subjective. That's up to the other person. And yeah. Like, that's a weird thing to focus on. Yeah. And it's much more attractive if you focus on like those yeah, qualities who you versus are as a person. how my abs look. Like Yeah, and again, he doesn't like I said, he taught he said this how to make yourself more attractive. He doesn't really say it. Mm-hmm. He says be confident things like that. Yeah. But like a lot of that is like stuff that is your character. Yes. Which is attractive, yes, but mm-hmm. that would go into the first part of your premise about like being a nice person. Mm-hmm. 
like a nice guy, like being nice is part of your character. Mm -hmm. So if all you're saying is develop good character, mm -hmm. then sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but what's with all this weird coded language on other stuff? It's very weird. And yeah. it almost sounds like a dog whistle for something else. Yeah. Ex yes. I mean, again, it's in the Federalist weird division of Federalist media. And he has it a blog called misogynistic. the masculinity or whatever it's yeah. called. The masculinist. Yeah. Ooh, gross. I don't know. Weird. Um, I don't know. Just thought that was kind of fun to read and talk about. Gross. All right. We're done. Thanks for listening. Listen, if you really feel like <laughs> you are like, I'm, I'm trying and it's hard for me to find a person. Like there are other things that you can do to maybe help in that area other than to like read these shithead blogs. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Have good character. Maybe respect people. Go to therapy. That's part of taking care of yourself. Yeah. Like I said, take care of yourself and respect people. That's the best way to find people, friends, relationships, mm -hmm. anything. Respect people and take care of yourself. Also, if you want to be a certain way, be that way, but don't go around saying, I'm I'm a nice guy. I'm a good guy. Yeah, Just be it. be it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, I really do think it just And anything, don't expect anything, anything in return for being something. Do it for you. Again, yeah. I think it all can be boiled down to take care of yourself and have respect for other people. Yeah. That's the best way to... If you do that, you will filter yourself into the right group of people. Yes. And the right, you know, community. Yes. For you. Whatever that is. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> um, that last part was kind of weird. I don't know. We, we probably won't do that again. That was Sorry, just something I found. That's a That's a pain point for me. No, no, that's it's okay. Like I, it I makes just meant, me very angry. I just meant because it wasn't as interesting as I thought. And like I said, we that was blind. I didn't read it beforehand. It was just something that I saw and thought, mm -hmm. ah, this guy's from Minneapolis. Let's see. Yeah. And I thought, you know, by the title, I was like, eh, this is probably pretty stupid. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't as stupid as I thought, but kind of as stupid as I thought. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys like this podcast. And you would like to help us out, you can do so in a couple different ways. You can tell a friend about the show. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, you can leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can go to our website and donate if you are so inclined. Um, or you can check out our merch. It's on TeePublic. Um, if, you, if you just Google Who's Your Daddy, you can find it. You can mm -hmm. get a Jim Banks is a fascist t-shirt there, which is nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to send us a message, you can do so on Gmail or Twitter at Gmail. Our email address is uh, who's your daddy pod at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at fuck Jim Banks. Because mm -hmm. um, fuck Jim Banks. Mm -hmm. uh, let's, do you have a trivia question? I, I do. <laughs> so to preface this, you know what the Indiana State bird is, right? The cardinal. Yeah. And so I got it right. Goodbye. No, that's not <laughs> it. And so male cardinals are, are yes. known for being a really pretty yes. shade and of red. Yes, female cardinals are gray. Okay, but in another part of the world, male cardinals can also be this color. Yellow. Who's your daddy? Everybody loves the best And I'm no different From the rest
next. I love my home, sweet home. I've done a lot of dreaming about the day when I'll be going back to my home, sweet home. I'm gonna pack a bag and hop a train and then for home, sweet home. I'm gonna set out Cause I've got the blues I've got the blues That just won't get out I've gotta get back home I've gotta get back home Back home again in Indiana And it seems that I can see the gleaming candlelight still shining bright through the sycamores for me the new moon hay sends all its fragrance through the fields i used to roam and when i dream about the moonlight on the wabash then i long for my indiana home back home again home back in indiana Oh, it seems that I can see See the gleaming candlelight Still shining bright in Indiana It's the middle west, but we love it The moon shines the best above it We love it All the new moon hay sends fragrance Through the fields I used to roam And when I dream about the moonlight on the Wabash River Then I long for my Indiana home In Indiana, in Indiana